Welcome back to another episode of While We Were Working. It is the show that helps you become a better people leader. And we here at Jumpstart love empowering people that empower people at work. Mouthful, but we love it. As always, I'm Joey Price, and I'm one of the hosts here at While We Were Working. And joined again for a awesome, awesome conversation with Summer Keytron, our consulting practice manager here at Jumpstart. Summer, how are you doing? Oh, man, can't complain other than maybe kind of sad that the summer is coming to an end because, it's you know, if you're named Summer, you kind of love Summer. I know. It's yeah, right, crazy, right. But, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of bummed for that. But how's your week been? What's going on in your world? Week is good. Week is good. You know, I I love uh, summer going into, into fall because for me, that's the start of professional football and college football so uh break out the hoodies the leaves turn brown and i get to watch uh some some, some good entertainment on tv and root, root for my teams so i'm 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 doing well doing well i'm glad to hear that and as always uh we've got an amazing show lined up and uh, some awesome topics do you want to go ahead and introduce what we've got for our listeners today of course and before i introduce them summer thanks for reminding me but make sure that you are uh subscribed to our youtube channel if you have not already uh make sure that you're liking this on youtube and uh, if you're listening to this or watching this on a podcast outlet uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review, let us know that you love it and what you love about it, and you'll get more of it. I promise you that. So this week, though, we are talking about everybody's favorite topic this these days, uh, and we're going to talk about it from two sides of the coin. So we've got a uh, article from HR Dive in While We Were Working that talks about the impact that return to work mandates are having on turnover. Could you imagine how that's impacting businesses? I'd love to get your guess. Do you think it's helping it or making it harder to retain team? But to the other side of that, in our consultants corner, we are going to respond to the question, how do companies encourage employees to return to the office? So, Summer, we've got a big challenge ahead, but we've got the time and the experience uh, and energy to make it happen. So let's go ahead and start, if you wouldn't mind, with while we were working. Of course. I love the double episode. It's like uh, two for one today on uh, Return to Work. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining our show. Uh, We are thrilled that you're here. And and I promise we will make it well worth your time uh, with... uh, the show format, we essentially have two segments. The first segment, while we were working, is where Joey and I look at what's happening in the news. So we see our blogs, newsletters. We try to pick something that we think is worth sharing and talking about more because you were so busy working, you may have missed it. So as Joey mentioned, uh, this week's article was in HR Dive. Um, if you are a people leader, uh, and you don't subscribe to HR Dive, I highly recommend it. Uh, they put out this article that caught my eye in early August. And uh, as Joey mentioned, the title of the article is Return to Work Mandates Tied to Turnover. And that's not really a surprise to me 
But I think some of the stats that are in this article um, will probably make you really kind of stop and pause. And so I thought, what could be better than to talk about this a little more today? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, my, my big caveat with this, though, is uh, I know the article is called Return to Work Mandates. But let's just clarify that it's return to office because many of us have been working and working a ton uh, in a remote environment. So it's not like people got a break or uh, we had any less demands. Uh, I think there's even a stat on when productivity peaked and what was happening around that time that we'll talk about. But it's it's really just return to brick and mortar, re mm. return to uh drywall <laughs> return to <laughs> old carpet it's return to the office is what we're having the conversation yeah. on it's not return to to working but but summer you mentioned that uh there's been a, a a challenge maybe when it comes to uh turnover uh walk us through what the article says and uh some of your thoughts about it absolutely so this article was written by katherine moody uh, who's a senior editor over at HR Dive. And it, it looks like she uh, pulled some data from uh, the conference board that really kind of summarized a few key points, and, and I'll touch on them. So first is that almost uh, three-fourths of HR execs that were surveyed uh, mentioned that they were having some real troubles getting workers to return to the office, and 68% said that they were, they were needing to consider strategies to increase on-site work. So hint, stay tuned for the second segment of the show where we talk about that. Uh, but that those efforts might be also creating some retention problems because 71% also said um, that they were mandating on-site work is what we'll call it and that they were struggling to retain workers. Are you surprised, Joey? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you know, uh, Jumpstart's been remote since the the origin of it, and it's always interesting to when we're hiring, talk to people, learn their story. And one question that we always ask, I know Summer, you ask this in interviews too, is like, you know, why do you want to work here? And I can consistently say that uh, within the top one or two responses is it's remote. Yeah, I get to work from wherever I want to work, and uh, that's not lost on us. I think that it's um, incredibly important for people to really evaluate um, those who are making the decision of, of, of ha having people come back into work uh, or back into the office. Are we accomplishing our goals that we are attempting to get by mandating this or is it making our lives harder? I think it's it's time to have that honest conversation because the stats that we're seeing in this article with retention and turnover and uh, things of that nature, I'm not surprised at all that this is happening. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because it's not a surprise, but now that there has been some time that's passed after organizations have had, you know, team members return on site, like now we have some of the data to actually see what is happening and, you know, what what do we need to be aware of and, you know, try to 
uh, try to improve to the extent that we're able. Because, you know, when I, I use just some of this data to like guide my thinking, right? And uh, for those listening, uh, consultants at Jumpstart, you know, are always uh, reading articles like this and trying to really get a pulse on what's happening so that we can provide uh, really timely and the best recommendations to our clients. And when I when I read this and I think about, you know, some of the stats where 71% of the respondents said that they were um, struggling to retain workers that had that on-site work policy compared to 40% that gave their workers a choice. Like that, those are staggering numbers. And, you know, the, that information alone is, you know, is if some options and it doesn't mean working entirely remote, but if there are some options that give workers some choices, some additional flexibility, then you're going to immediately improve your retention numbers. And uh, the other thing I'll mention, Joey, before tossing it back over to you is that uh, voluntary turnover uh, among on-site workers also increased 26% just in the last six months. And that was actually twice the rate of the increase um, among remote workers. So, I mean, that's pretty staggering that it's double. Yeah. Yeah. The, the numbers, the numbers don't lie, Summer. It, it's, it's so interesting. Um, I totally, totally, totally can understand uh, we have an asset. We uh, need to utilize it. And uh, that asset being a, a building or a lease or, you know, some form of real estate arrangement, uh, you know, furniture, uh, pretzels that we bought for this team stack. I, I totally understand all of that. I think the conversation that uh, leaders have to make, though, is um, the the risk versus reward of um treating our work environment as maybe like a space for, to hotel out of versus requiring people to come in five days a week, 40 hours a week, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. because you might find that, oh, our team is more productive while remote, which means we're able to bring in more revenue and mm-hmm. cover some of these fixed expenses that we um, have already committed to. So. I, I try to understand the other side of, of this, um, you know, challenge, but the fundamental truth is that business uh, grows and thrives on productive, engaged employees. And if you are hindering your ability to have that, then uh, you got to try something that can work. And what do we know that's working is this hybrid or work remote um, uh, environment for sure. Yes. And I, I don't want to get too far ahead because, you know, we have still quite a bit of time to talk about, uh, you know, kind of ideas and solutions, but I, I found it really interesting in this article that, you know, it, it does hint at the possibility, uh, or I should say the possible solution being a middle ground. Of course, it depends on the organization, right? We can't assume that all work can be performed remotely, but I think 
trying to find the middle ground when possible is going to be uh, the best solution for companies that you know, maybe they previously took a really hard stance for return to office. Maybe they're one of the companies who are, um, you know, seeing their talent go out the door um, for remote opportunities. So I think even trying to meet in the middle would be a great next step. And uh, one of my uh, clients that I, I spoke to recently did that. They, they used to have totally on-site during the pandemic. Everybody went remote. And now they are in the office uh, three days a week. So, you know, to me, it seemed like that was a good compromise to try to meet what everybody was looking for. Um, but I still think there are always going to be those folks who are looking for 100% remote. And hopefully there's other reasons that individuals would want to stay at that company. Uh, yep. But at the end of the day, you know, if somebody's looking for 100% remote and that's number one on their list, you know, maybe the company can make an exception. And if not, then, you know, it may not be, may, may not be the best place for them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I love that you, you talked about the, the, the group that you worked with uh, that sort of, assess the the market and, and made a pivot um this is definitely a, a conversation that you don't want to go through alone or without an hr guide in the room like us and you know we're here to make things easy for you so we've got an opportunity for you to point click and buy an expert hr consult for whatever it is that you have questions about whether it's work uh, return to work, whether it is, uh, sorry, return to office, or whether it's uh, how do you improve uh, employee retention, whatever the case may be, uh, we'll drop the link in the show notes where you can actually point uh, or, you know, you can point to the to the link, click it, buy it and schedule time to talk about whatever is on your mind for a paid consultation. And you'll walk away with uh, something that's uh, some practical advice uh, expert uh, opinion and guidance. And you know that it's trusted because we work with businesses all over the U.S. And so um, you get the, the experience and wisdom of that uh, expertise um, in your in your call. So the, the link is in the, in the show notes there. The other thing too on this before we transition to the other piece is, uh, you know, the conference board stat on when was U.S. labor most productive? And uh, it was most productive when 38% of employees worked remotely. So that's a third of the U.S. workforce, a little over a third of the U.S. workforce, which doesn't include jobs that can't be uh, remote. So, you know, that doesn't include your warehouse workers. It doesn't include your hospitality and frontline. That's basically saying if you could work from home or if you could work remotely, odds are you did. And that's when we saw the most productivity. I think there's something to be gleaned from all of this data that's telling us and is whispering to us. Let your people work <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a great one, Joey. It was down at the bottom of the article and I read it, but it wasn't until you you were talking about it that it really hit me that what what it sounds like is that when 38% of the U.S. workers were remote, that was that the peak of productivity. And as workers have started to return to the office, 
uh, that productivity has started to decline. But the article does mention, like, it's too early to say whether there's a correlation between the two. But, you know, I was just having this conversation the other day, Joey, with um, with someone about uh, they had the opportunity to work from home one day and they don't typically. And they were like, oh, my gosh, it was so great. I got everything done that I've been trying to do. And I don't think I could have done it if I was, you know, at the work site. And I, I think there's something to be said about that because we get so many interruptions. We get phone calls. Uh, there are so many things that, you know, take time away from our like individual working time. Right. But working from home, you have much more control over like who's going to take your time. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah, who's going to take your time and how do you structure your time? I remember when I was uh, commuting into the office uh, as, as an employee um, many, many years ago, and you're, you have the issue of the commute, right? So taking care of home or taking care of all of your things before you hop into the car or take the train or whatever. But then, you know, as five o'clock approaches, it's like, you look around and you're like, okay, well, I've got to figure out how I'm going to schedule this for tomorrow or move this to that time. And then you've got to think about it on your way home. Whereas with uh, working remotely or working from home, you can align your day a little bit better because you don't have that. Most Americans are in a 30 minute to one hour commute each way. You don't have that, that distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just gives you more leverage to move your day around so that it works for you. So, yeah, uh, we could we could do a whole show on return to office. And we actually are because the next segment, Consultants Corner, is going to be uh, essentially a question that came in um, kind of spinning out of this article. How do companies encourage employees to return to the office? And so um, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and take a first first shot at this. Obviously, you know, I believe in the idea that working remotely can be productive. The numbers show it. But uh, there will be unavoidable, uh, whether it's uh, leadership decisions or just um, companies, their business model requires you to be in the office. Um, I think some things you can do is, quite frankly, have a compelling why of why you want people to be in the office. And if it's genuine and sincere, I think that will resonate better. Um, mm -hmm. For example, we want our team to be in the office because we believe that that's where collaboration and inspiration is, is the fastest. I don't know mm -hmm. like that. Uh, so you can try the inspiring route or you can try, I guess, and or you can try the um, the carrot on the stick where maybe it's, you know, if you putting bonus of, you know, you go in office these number of days within this period, there's a return to office bonus or, uh, you know, some other incentive tied to return to office. Maybe if you go to office these number of days, you earn more PTO or you accelerate your PTO accumulation. I don't know, whatever the case may be. Uh, but there has to be a clear uh, incentive and reward to get people to go back into the office that doesn't feel heavy handed or, uh, you know, like you're, like you're forcing them to, to make that call. Mm -hmm. 
What do you think? Yeah, I I liked the carrot analogy because I I think we've seen uh, by some businesses that have tried the forced approach that doesn't go well. And yes, companies absolutely have the right to uh, have their team members come back to the on-site location. And I think it's it's just really all about, you know, trying to, you know, we talked about trying to find the balance, trying to meet in the middle. I really do think that that is the solution when it's an option. And it's really tough because um, there are some organizations that, you know, prior to COVID would have never, ever considered allowing somebody to work remotely, but they were kind of forced to. So I think, you know, there there is a bit of like, I think for some organizations, still a resistance. Like if we don't have to, we're not going to do it. But I think the workforce is saying otherwise. I think they're saying the, th- the same thing, but just the op- on the opposite side. If I don't have to return to the office, I'm not, I'm not going to, or I'm not choosing to. Yeah, it, you know, it makes me think about um, not that long ago, probably, gosh, maybe five or so years ago, I, I was working in the corporate space and I really wanted to work from home like a couple days a week, just again, to try to, you know, younger kids, like just trying to like be a great worker, but also like be a mom. And it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do both. And I just kept thinking, gosh, you know, if I had these two days, like that, that would be really amazing. And uh, I did get them for a period of time and it was amazing. And then there were kind of some changes in leadership that had me come back in the office full time. And I just remember thinking like, now that I know what it's like, now working in the office full time feels not so great as opposed to had I never known what it was like. So I, yeah. I, I feel like that's, yeah. that's part of it. Um, so I, I do like the carrot approach. I think that providing an incentive is going to hopefully offset to a certain degree if there is a little bit of, you know, disappointment that it could be offset with a reward to where like if we can get that sense of like, well, now it's neutral, like a neutral experience for them or maybe like the bonus or the incentive or whatever that care is actually makes them feel like they're getting the great deal. Yeah. That's a huge win. Yeah. Yeah. And Summer, you, you brought up the point about, um, you know, when you, you have the opportunity to, to work remotely with, with um, kids I don't think we have historically taken into account just the impact that um, a home life can have on our ability to hit hard and fast start times and end times at work and then not have the anxiety around missing something else somewhere else. I, I can think of, you know, just in the school system that we have here in, in Maryland where I live, you know, elementary schools start at seven. Middle schools start at eight and high schools start at nine. So it, it's it's uh, to think about if you have kids at all or if you're a guardian at all, uh, the, the dance that you have to do because seven o'clock school is out at two, the eight o'clock school is out at three, the nine o'clock school is out at four. And just, you know, all the hoops you have to jump through to 
um, show up and take care of home or have a plan for home. And then on top of that, meet the, you know, work nine to five in office uh, guidance. It, it's tough. It's it's tough on your uh, entry level team member. It's tr- tough on your mid manager. It's tough on your executive. Uh, and obviously, maybe you would assume that maybe executives have resources that um, an entry level person would would not. But from an equity at work standpoint, I think the whole picture of a person should go into account with uh, if they're able to work remotely, how often, what times. Uh, so, so if you're thinking about getting people to return to the office, if if just getting into the seat is the goal, maybe you're flexible around start times and end times, and uh, how people can pick up their day uh, at home. If, uh, for example, they've got to leave at two thirty because a child gets out of school at three o'clock. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm like preaching to the choir here, but there's a listener out here who's like, you know, I never thought of that, and maybe we should make some some adjustments. Uh, but what do you think, Summer? Yeah, I, I read a couple of articles just kind of trying to get some ideas of what, you know, others were thinking about might help, uh, you know, might help get staff to return to the office. And, you know, one of them, you know, was talking about, you know, offering on-site perks that maybe weren't offered before. And I think, you know, that could be a wide variety of things. You know, maybe if you have a couple of like the company I was talking about earlier, like they have three work in office days. Well, maybe one of those days is like company provides lunch day, right? So you make it fun, like give them something to look forward to. Uh, Another one was, you know, trying to limit meetings on a certain in office day. So yes, the idea is to get together, have FaceTime, collaborate together but if your go if your ask is hey i need you to come in the office and oh by the way you're going to be in six hours of meetings nobody nobody is going to be excited about that yeah yeah and um you know a call back to uh the article that we had talked about and while we were working is um you know the companies think that lack of productivity has to do with people working remotely but there are other things that have uh, influenced it, whether it be uh, technical issues. I mean, you and I, we, we talk about our, our fun technical issues because software is changing rapidly. Um, and, you know, this software does, of this, you know, this video conferencing software doesn't work with this web browser. And so it just becomes this, you know, crazy mix of, I got to spend 10 minutes or troubleshooting and then another five resetting the computer, so on and so forth. So it's not necessarily the place that people are working in that's leading to lack of productivity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just the tools aren't all on board with having a, a productive day. Um, but, but you know, that, that, that comes with, with uh, whether you're in office or not. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I. If you want to get people to return to office, um, give a clear, give a clear incentive. Um, we've talked about a few ideas, but we've got more, and we can tailor it to your your organization. I think the best way to to do that is for you to click the link in the show notes there that takes you to our expert HR consultation, which will allow us 
to bring our years of experience of working with remote, hybrid, and on-site teams to your team. And uh, whether that's a leadership brainstorming or you've got questions that need answers uh, for low, low cost, uh, but high value to you, um, you can spend some time with our team and bring all your questions and we'll bring you answers and things to think about. So uh, check out our expert HR consult uh, in the link in the in the show notes and uh, we'll, we'll take care of you for sure. So uh, Summer, you got any other parting thoughts, anything we should share? Uh, I think this is a really good comprehensive episode, uh, but you know, there's always room for you to leave the, the last, have the final say. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I think it was a really great show. And, you know, I, I try not to predict the future, but I, I think if I was asked to, I, I think that as, you know, these numbers start to come out in regards to the difficulty with retention and the difficulty with recruiting and hiring, I think it's just going to create additional pressure for employers to revisit their return to work expectations. So if I was to guess, I think those that probably had hard and fast rules or, you know, were really uh, adamant, you know, about their policies, I think, I, I think they're going to get to a point to where they have to, they have to find a middle ground. Uh, if they are to, you know, have any chance at recruiting or retaining the talent that they need for their organization to thrive. I, I, I would agree with you. And um, if you're wondering, can my employees do that? Uh, take a listen to our last week's episode where we mentioned the NLRA and how it provides protections for employees who have uh, grievances or complaints um, and they do it together. So uh -huh. we got you covered. Thanks, Summer, for another great episode. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, hit that like button. Leave a five-star review. Let us know what you loved about the show so that we can keep bringing more of it. And until next time, check out our growing catalog of uh, consultative advice through podcasts and uh, more uh, for you to understand about our Jumpstart way and how we help teams. So uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.